0: First, let's head to Atlantic Canada. I'm sure that's something we all watched over the weekend. It was devastating. It was heartbreaking to see some of the devastation through the Atlantic provinces. Uh, People across the region today continuing to assess the damage caused by post-tropical storm Fiona over the weekend. The Canadian military is there. There are currently 100 military personnel in Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, and PEI to help clear debris and make power restoration easier. Power still out for hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses throughout Atlantic Canada. It was up to, I think it was a beyond half a million at one point uh, over the weekend. Now, one of the worst hit areas was the community of Porto basque on the southwestern tip of Newfoundland, where huge storm surges swamped homes and pulled them out to sea. The mayor described it, As a war zone, worse than you could ever imagine, one person in the town was killed during the storm. Newfoundland and Labrador Premier Andrew Fury got a look at the devastation today. He says it could take years to restore the community to what it was the big message that we want people to hear is that we will be there for every phase, not just the acute response phase, which we're in today. But I am satisfied that the response of the federal government has been quick and efficient. And I have no doubt, should it need to be escalated, uh, given my discussions with the prime minister, it will be. Now, touring the premier around that area today was Andrew Parsons. He's Newfoundland and Labrador's Minister of Energy, Industry, Energy and Technology. And he also represents Bergio Lapual in the provincial legislature, which includes Porto Basque. And he joins me on the line now. Thanks so much for your time tonight.
1: No, thank you for having me on. And uh, through all this, we've been really uh, grateful for the support that we have gotten, not just across Newfoundland and Labrador, but uh, from all over the country, people have been reaching out, and uh, it's been we, we we value that, and we appreciate it, and it's certainly going to be important going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw the images. I can't imagine the images do justice to what actually happened. But but what was that twenty four hours like?
1: So, uh, in in my particular situation, I actually wasn't in the district on Saturday when the storm hit. I arrived yesterday to basically be here to survey the the destruction and it's just from every person i've talked to this was an unprecedented never before seen situation talking to you know seniors and people who've just been here their entire lives and we've seen our share of adverse weather but nothing like this when you're talking 40 foot waves going through houses throwing houses across the road moving cars all over the place uh it, it's just something i don't think we could really fathom and then when you get on the site and see coves filled with debris uh like, some, like basically like a bomb had been dropped uh it is hard to process and if you're one of those people that lost their home and just watching some of these people walk around it's uh, it's really heartbreaking
0: I can imagine, because it's not a big place, right? And I and imagine no. so many families, everyone knows someone who's been hit. Obviously, they haven't been hit themselves.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this coast is a small, small community. I have probably 7,500 people in my entire constituency of multiple towns. And so Portabasque is the biggest uh, and probably the hardest hit, but Burnt Islands being there today. Multiple homes destroyed. Uh Marguerite Fox Roosevelt, Burgio, you name it. It this affected the entirety of the coast. But no doubt I think the greatest uh, destruction, certainly just in the number of homes, was in Porto
0: Where do you begin when this kind of thing happens?
1: Well, you know, and, and that's half of it. And thankfully, uh I, I have nothing but the highest of praise for local leadership. I mean, the mayor and council and the town staff here. And these are friends of mine. I mean, these are people I I hang out with and they've gone above and beyond and been there. And everybody's just to see that what they've done in terms of even getting out there on social media and, and assuring people and reassuring people has been fantastic. So, Right now it's a coordination effort. Uh, the first couple of days was evacuating people, making sure people had a place to go uh, and just dealing with the actual weather system. Since then it's become a situation of where are we gonna what are we gonna do long term where are we gonna go um, and and again, this is a recovery that's going to take months. So right now thankfully, everybody that's displaced I think has a place to go. in some cases it's hotels, working on getting people. That houses are safe back in their homes and then taking individuals uh, that don't and then figuring out where they go. Then there's so many parts. There's you know dealing with infrastructure, water, sewer, uh, dealing with roadways, uh, you name it. Uh, and so, look, if anything, it's just a, a coordination, a logistic situation, working with the resources we have. And then the other side of it is that, you know, in many cases, people are going to have to rebuild and they're going to have to figure out how to pay for it. Uh, and that's where we as a government are going to come in. We are going to be there to make sure that we have people's back because, you know, there's obviously insurance issues that come out of a situation like this.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt. I mean, we we must be looking at for, I mean, we saw the images of houses being washed out to sea, essentially, it's going to take a very long time before everything is back to normal. And we're heading into fall and winter too, so the, the, the timing is obviously not ideal.
1: Absolutely. So right now, being the end of September, you know, we've got a window where, there's work that can be done that will be done. And we have to prioritize that. And and look, there's multiple people that are helping with that engineers, there's structural analysis that has to be done. So that part has to be figured out. Even if you start rebuilding your house today, that's not going to be built. So where do we make sure people uh, have housing until we can get through that? But, you know, we've got a window till the winter sets in. And then after that, basically everything's on hold. And my only concern is making sure that people uh, have a warm house and 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 are able to have temporary housing until we can get back to permanent housing.
0: How about for something like the economy of the town, the economy of the region? It must be uh, it must have come to a bit of a standstill now and you want to build that back up too.
1: You know what? And again, being a community and a coast that we've dealt with this, uh, you know, things turned around fairly quickly. Now we are in a state of emergency, but... The reality is that we've had to rely on hardware stores. We've had to rely on restaurants, uh, gas stations. Uh, they, so there hasn't been a huge shutdown there. Marine Atlantic, uh, the ferry provider, they're back up and running. Uh, so it hasn't been that bad uh, right now, making sure people have the essentials. Uh, and thankfully, the weather, uh, you know, the system was over uh, fairly quickly. And most of the business community, to my knowledge, wasn't affected. And so, again, that's another one of those small silver linings we take from this.
0: Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. In the short term, um, Andrew, what, what are your priorities now just in the next 48, 72 hours?
1: Well, right now, in every community, we're trying to get a full assessment and inventory of the damage. Uh, in many cases, I mean, when you start off, uh, I'll use Basque for an example. There, we thought maybe 20 houses uh, were uninhabitable. That number is up around 75 now. Right. That will continue to grow. So we need to have a full analysis to see whose houses are safe, whose are not. where, And, and then that will then determine the, the number of people that we have. And then, for me, it becomes a temporary accommodation situation. And it's not like there's a plethora – of housing available as it is whether it's newfoundland labrador housing vacant houses houses for sale apartments so that's my biggest issue is saying to young families okay we know your house is gone we know even if you had coverage it's going to take months to build where do we make sure that you get a place to stay for the next number of months that's probably my top priority uh right now Um, and and that's going to consume a lot of time i think
0: and these are people you know, just to be, like, this, is, this isn't, it's not like you're an this, MP from MP Toro- from Toronto. This, is like, no, you know, this is like, these are all friends and family and people you know, Yeah,
1: you know, must be tough. This is, it's, a, yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm going to places where I might have hung out when I was a kid, uh, where I'm in my, the neighborhood where my father grew up and that place was just decimated. Uh, visiting my friend yesterday, whose house uh, was safe, his entire backyard. Is gone and again it's nothing but rubble, debris, rocks thrown across the road. Uh so you know, you're you're feeling this because it's not just a disaster uh where you you have that n- normal, natural empathy. In this case, I'm sitting at my office last night with a friend who lost his house, whose daughter is the same age as my son and seeing the the pain that they're feeling it's 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 just really tough and you're just trying your best to be there for these people who in my case are not just my constituents but they're they're people that I you know play hockey with or you know volunteered with or know them through a family member so it so it really is uh, i guess extra uh, difficult
0: well andrew obviously yeah, the, the the country's watching and, and and wishing you all the very best with the rebuild and yeah it's 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 been tough to watch but uh, i know the rebuild will be inspiring to watch unfold too
1: well if there's one thing um about Newfoundland and Labradors, that we're resilient and we can persevere through anything. And so while it is difficult, I am confident we will get there. And the fact that not just Newfoundlanders and Labradorians have rallied, there's trucks of supplies and clothes coming from all over the province. The calls I'm getting from outside, from my colleagues, uh, ministers from Ontario and from New Brunswick, and you name it, everybody's reaching out. And so at moments like that, you take great pride in knowing that we're all we are in this together. Uh, And that gives you some solace as you move through the day to day difficult things of figuring out these issues.
0: Andrew Parsons, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.